Welcome to the New Mind Creator Podcast with your host, Maurice, the New Mind Creator. Today I'll be interviewing Robert Clinkenbeard. Please make sure to hit the subscribe button so that you'll receive alerts when new episodes are available on Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. I remember the first time I saw the triathlon. It was it was like ABC Sports, I think, um, had a segment of it. I know it was really long, and I was thinking, man, those people that do the triathlons, they must be really well-conditioned. But I never thought, I just thought physically, because as a kid was the first time I saw it, uh, I just thought physically, but it has to be a mental thing, too, to just get you through all the rigors of the three things that you have to do, like the swimming, biking, and running. What do you think about it? Yeah, it's def- definitely a challenge, especially when you're doing the, the longer distance Ironman races. Um, you know, you start off with the swim, which was, you know, pretty tough for me because I wasn't necessarily a swimmer. I started off, I mean, I literally I could only swim one length of the pool, which was challenging. So, you know, once I, I felt as though I got out of the water, then I actually felt as though I was having some fun. I love love being in the bike, and you know, unless you have any sort of major mechanical issues, you know, the bike is usually fairly straightforward. But depending on how well you go through the race and your nutrition level, I mean, when you're jumping off the bike into doing a marathon at the end, it can be really brutal in terms of, you know, your your mind can go down, your you know your body starts to shut down, and it can really be a battle of wills. Uh, when you're doing that uh, run at the end. So how long does it take you to do all three things, uh, generally speaking? Yeah, I mean, the professionals, you know, they, they can do, I, I don't know what the latest record is, but, you know, somewhere in that eight and a half hour range. I mean, I would say most, uh, you, know, you know, regular athletes are probably doing it in that, anywhere from maybe 11 hours, 10 and a half, 11 hours, up into the cutoff time is 16 hours. So it's, you know, it's, it's a pretty long day because you're, you're having to get there early in the morning to prepare. So you're usually there maybe at 4 or 5 in the morning. And then most people are sort of limping home you know, during the, the dark hours. So it's definitely a long day. Well, just like picturing a work day generally is about eight hours, so it could last between one to two work days, eight to 16 hours. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> a long day. <laughs> wow. I, I just think like anything that tremendous, I mean, just physical exertion, I think what separates uh, the good from being the best is the mindset. Because there's no way that you could just casually just start, you know, jump in the swimming pool and say, oh, I'm going to swim for X amount of uh, distance and time and then jump on the bike and just start biking for miles and, you know, then finish it off with the running. You have to have such a conditioned mind. And just like anything we do in life, I believe it's our mindset that sets us apart from being good or mediocre to becoming great? No, you're entirely right. Mindset is a huge part of it because, you know, this, when you're feeling tired or, or 
you've got some different challenges going on, whether it be personally or whether you're partly injured. The thought of, you know, going out there in the morning at, you know, four or five in the morning and having to do a hundred mile bike ride, or maybe they have to do like a 20 mile run. I mean, it's, it's tough. You know, I was develop my training in Arizona and, you know, when you're, my first race was in, let me think, in November, but you're having to do the bulk of your training during the summer and the, the heat in Arizona, you know, you're up early to try and beat that heat, but you're still training and you're in 90, 100 degree type weather. So mindset plays a huge part of it. But, you know, I think also just with that discipline, you know, being able to just real structure your day, figure out what, what does that um, your training plan look like, the preparation for that training plan. I mean, I used to get my gear all ready the night before just so that I was you know, prepared for success the next day. I had all my gear ready, whether it be the bike or the running. That helped a lot. And uh, just that, just that, you know, the routine and the focus to be able to get out there and just, um, and it's so easy just to sort of potentially just turn around or or, or, uh, you know, turn over in bed. But, um, you know, having that mindset, having that discipline, that focus, uh, all, all combined helps out for that success. Where did you think that focus and that steadfastness, where was that developed uh, in your life? Um, was it in the infancy growing up or did it happen somewhere along your journey? Um, it, it probably happened, you know, at various stages through my life. I mean, I think coming from, you know, coming from Scotland, I mean, we're generally known for being pretty you know, hard-headed, um, resilient. You know, we just we deal with a lot of things. You know, through through the history, but um, you know, we deal with bad weather. We just deal with a lot of challenges. So I think that's probably started off there. But you know, going through my life, I, I definitely went through some different challenges. Whether it be, um, you know, going through divorces, um, going through challenges at work, just coming up against different challenges. I think you know, you can either you know push through it. I mean, I have this saying called uh, only good things happen on the other side of fear. And, I, you know, I usually if I come up against a challenge rather than back off, which is probably what I did early on, I, f- I tend now to lean into it because I, I feel as though something good will typically happen. Either I'll break through that challenge and be successful, or I've, if I fall down, I'll jump re- right back up and then try again and learn from it. So I believe that people who are grave, well, who achieve greatness in their life in any area, there has to be something that they overcame or continually overcame in their life. And the mindset of getting up again, like yourself, who's been great, a great businessman, created businesses, million, multi-million dollars uh, in revenue and helping now other business people. When you were growing up, you grew up, you mentioned a moment ago, you grew up in Scotland. Were you did, were you raised with both your mom and dad? Yeah, I was. I mean, I was definitely lucky to have a fairly stable uh, family life. So that, that helped me, give me a good base. But, uh, you know, I as a, as a kid and, and going into an adult, I think I just found challenges another way, whether it be through sport or just some other activities I got into. And what was your first obstacle that you overcame that you can look back on now 
and saw that it was like a stepping stone to all the challenges that you've overcome in your life and, you know, got to the place you are now? I probably see the first memorable challenge I had was going through my, my first divorce. I mean, I, I, you know, I came from a, let's say a pretty stable family life. You know, my parents were all both pillars in the community. So when I went through that divorce, I mean, it came totally out of the blue. I felt ashamed um, to my parents and to all of their friends. And, you know, that definitely was a big blow to me. But, um, you know, I, I came out of that after a while in a positive fashion and thought, you know what, life is too short. I need to find, you know, I need to find my next challenge. I need to better myself. Why, why do you think you felt ashamed, you know, going through that process? Because I know anytime two people get together and build a life together and then it separates it, you know, it has its challenges. Why do you think you felt ashamed? I think it's certainly at the time, I don't think I was necessarily aware of many people within, you know, my either network or my, my parents' friends who had gone through a divorce. So the fact that I almost seemed to break that mold, um, it was just, yeah, it was just completely out of the blue. I just, it, it wasn't in within our, you know, mindset. It wasn't really people didn't really talk about divorce. So the fact that I, you know, went through that and I felt as though I, you know, was just completely shamed. I just, yeah, totally embarrassed by it. How do you, how did you overcome that shame component? Because I know failing in life at various phases and different things that we do to challenge ourselves when we fail, you know, there's that uh, shame aspect associated with it and things that we put on ourselves as well. But how did you overcome the shame? I, I think I just decided to fight through it and prove myself in different ways. I mean, I felt as though I, I really immersed myself. In, I was playing fairly high-level competitive rugby. And so I was, you know, ended up training for two, three hours a day to become, you know, invincible. It rugby, I felt. And, you know, I then, you know, gained some positions in higher level teams. And then in work, again, I immersed myself in work. And again, I wanted to be successful. And I think that was part of the part of the reason I felt as though I just needed to make a change and, and ended up moving to the States. Um, I just felt as though when I went on vacation to the States, I went out to Scottsdale, Arizona, and I felt, you know, people were living this better life. Um, that they were, you know, business owners. They were living in really nice second or third houses. I felt as though, well, I need to level up here. So here's my. I'm going to take all that energy from, you know, the divorce and and put it into making this big big change across to the states. So you moved from Scotland to Scottsdale, Arizona. Correct. <laughs> Went from 50 degrees to 100 degrees in the month of May of 99. It was a a big shock to the system. (laughs) Wow. I I mean, Scotland and, you know, Scottsdale's uh, similar names as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that at the time. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I I arrived in, in, you know, Scottsdale. I had two suitcases, you know. I, I walked through the airport looking for the signpost saying, you know, here's your 
here's a million dollars to the, the American way of life. And uh, yeah, I was quickly, <laughs> that was quickly uh, disappeared when I, I realized I didn't really have any place to stay. There was nobody waiting with there with this golden ticket. And I had to figure things out. So you m- literally moved from Scotland to Scottsdale and you didn't know anyone there? Correct. Wow. Wow. That that seems like a real big challenge for anyone. And just coming from another country and to the States, wow. Goodness. So your Iron Man uh, mentality was definitely at play. Yeah. I mean, even to emphasize it even more, I mean, you know, I had no credit history. I had no social security number. So... It was just like, you know, trying to figure things out. So I think I think during those couple of dark years, I just became very resilient. And, you know, again, I had no friends, so I had to try and find this community of, you know, friends. I ended up joining a rugby team, you know, found a job. Um, so it was, you know, pretty dark the first two to three years after I moved to Scottsdale. What did your parents and friends say about your move when you told them, oh, I'm leaving today and I'm going to, you know, Arizona? I mean, there's probably not. I mean, I don't think they necessarily said it to me that I was somewhat crazy. But, you know, when I did make that vacation, you know, the few months before, you know, they saw the the weather, they saw all the outdoor activities, um, I think they just felt as though they, they knew I was just determined and I would just figure things out. So, I mean, all of them were just, you know, celebrating me. They were all wishing me the best. You know, obviously they kept in touch with me to check in and see how things were going. But, um, you know, I think they knew I was <laughs> overall pretty stubborn and determined. Wow, that's that's amazing. I mean, it's amazing when someone steps out on literally nothing and just creates a life for themselves as you have over the years and you know been successful in business and so successful you are teaching others and coaching others how to uh, become better at business you said one thing that you said that was well you said many things oh interesting in the various writings that you have your books and so on but you said um, there are some some folks are born leaders and others are made which one were you I think I, I don't think I was a born leader. I think I um, developed into a leader. Um, I think as soon as I started my business across there, you know, and I grew it to, you know, 350, 400 employees, I, I quickly learned that I, I, even though I thought I knew it all, I, I I needed to learn a lot more, so I got involved in being around other entrepreneurs, um, listening to a lot of speakers. I just knew I needed to, to learn a lot, and I think I just developed that leadership skills probably over the last, I'd probably say, probably the last 15 years. Um, so, yeah, I've learned a lot along the way. So what business did you create that had over 5,400 employees? Yeah, sorry, it was uh, f- uh, 350 to 400 employees. Three, 350 to 400, okay. Yeah, it was, um, it was a commercial landscape company. We did all high-end office buildings, hotels, retail, industrial. We were probably one of the biggest companies in the Southwest. 
and uh, you know we started that from from scratch you know we were to get to our our garage or You know, do you cut the grass and trim the shrubs? And um, at night, we would go out to network and talk to potential clients. And just by doing all that hard work, we grew the company and to, took over most of Arizona. We, we moved up into Nevada. And uh, yeah, we just, I, I, you know, I had no clue it was going to grow to that size, but I think just by surrounding myself by the right people, Obviously, a little bit luck along the way, but also, you know, I I knew I needed to learn a lot, and so I was open to learning from others. So, did you uh, did you start by yourself, or you started with a partner? I started with a partner. Okay, wow, that's that's amazing in itself. So, how do you think your because my podcast, the New Mind Creator, is all about creating new minds and how we could better ourselves so how did your mindset change from the infancy of your company when you started it until when it began to grow in ways that you didn't initially set out to do it sounds like it sounds like you just you all began doing something and then it just kept expanding and getting bigger yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot of, um, you know, luck along the way. We, but, we, you know, we did put in the hard work and, and just figured things out along the way. But I think after probably, you know, maybe three, four years after the business started, we, we you know, we started to figure out that we weren't experts at everything. We needed some help in different areas. So I think initially our first um calling was on a like a financial expert a, a fractional cfo so they came into our business and helped us out assess the numbers and in some ways that was really we were you know blessed to do that because we were going into 2008 2009 and you remember what happened then and we were losing a lot of money which we weren't aware of in our construction side of the business so you know, that person was able to give us a little bit more transparency there and allowed us to pull out of the construction side just as we were about to go into that recession. But it, it, it's given me more confidence through the years. Um, and and it just, I suppose, that ability to think bigger over the years. You know, initially I was probably more small-minded thinking, dealing with more of that day-to-day challenges going on but as I started to hire more people surrounded myself by more thought leaders did a lot more reading it just gave me a lot more confidence to think strategically and think bigger so where where did you get your work ethic from do you think you always had it or it just kind of ballooned over the years I mean I think I, I've always been really hard working and just really focused on my task at hand, you know, whether it be playing sport back in Scotland, whether it be just even doing simple work probably back when I was 14, 15, but it's definitely blossomed over the years. I think I've always just had that natural hard work ethic and ability to just be laser focused and look at the task at hand. So 
a lot of times people believe that they need to have a lot of things in order to, at the beginning, in order to become successful. So you prove that you don't need really anything but yourself and your desire and your stick to itness, uh, perseverance to become great at something. What would you say to someone who feels right now that they may be, they're not living their full potential. They're, they're stuck in this comfort zone, but they know they should possibly be pushing for more. What is something that you would say to them? Just start with the baby steps to get stuff done. I mean, I think all of us have all these great ideas that pop into our head, but we're, we're scared of making that jump. So I'm just a big fan of just starting to take baby steps and then look for people that can help you. There are so many people in business or, or entrepreneurs that are willing to help out with um, their ability to share their experiences, good and bad. So surround yourself with the right people. Um, you know, I, I found that you know a lot of my friends, either back in the UK or or in Scottsdale, you know, with great friends, but they didn't have much experience with business. So I found some business groups to be able to reach out to and just learn from them and just be open to learning, open to sharing that I had issues in my, my business. And you know, I think any business owner that can see that they don't have challenges, I think would be would be lying. I think that they all just either have an ego or they're just, you know, they put up that shield. But, um, you know, business owners are, are really open to sharing the, the challenges they've faced and, um, you know, help others make less mistakes. So the answers that you don't have as a business person who might be failing at this present moment, it sounds like can be found in someone else if you are open to it and you put in that work to seek what you're lacking. Absolutely. 100%. So, so your, your, um, your friends, um, you said you, I think you said your friends, you were able to um, find some things in them as well. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, for having, having friends to be able to support you through either personal challenges, either through, you know, relationship challenges. Um, you know, yeah, I think you just need to tap into who, who are the people around me that can enhance me as a person. Again, that could be business, could be relationships, it could be personal. But uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I've learned through the years that I've and unfortunately been surrounded by some people that have just been almost detract from where I'm going in life and you know, there's a lot of negativity sometimes that comes from those people. And, you know, I'd rather just hang out with people that are going to enhance my life. And, and hopefully I can then contribute to the enhancing their life in one way or another. So it sounds like if you want to be successful, you need to be able to recognize people who are detracting or taking away from your life versus those who are adding to your life. In, and in turn, you are adding value to their lives as well correct 100 percent. yeah so i know that could be difficult for some people um because they may have i guess hangers on for many years and they just dragging this person along and dragging and they don't have the courage to know that they need to break that relationship off 
And it's not that you don't love that person, but I believe that people have to earn access, certain levels of access to us. Now, there are some people in your life that you probably, if they call, if you're in a business meeting, you're doing whatever, they can get to you right away. You'll stop everything you're doing and you could engage them. And there are some people that, you know, on the fringe of, you know, well, I call them back when I have the time. Is that a good assertion? Yes, no, 100%. 100%. But I think even, you know, to touch even on what you were saying, you know, I think it goes back to something at the beginning where, you know, if you, you're if you've only got one life and you want to make the best of your life um, and there are people around you that are preventing you from getting to some of those great ideas that are coming into your head, then, you know, I, I think you'd rather, you know, when you're suddenly ending your life, you know, through old age, I think you'd rather look back and think, well, I had a, I had a great life. I achieved all the things I wanted to achieve. And, I had the, the courage to take the first steps forward and um, have great people around me that help me get to that point rather than looking back in regret. Sure. So why, what happened or what space did you eventually get into in your mindset that made you switch, even though you probably own, still own businesses now, why did you begin coaching other business um, leaders. I felt as though, you know, I, I thought really carefully about once I sold my business and I thought, well, you know, I could, I could somewhat retire, but, um, I thought, well, I've, I've learned so much in life. I've still got so much to, to give to people. I, I figured out what my, what my purpose was in life and that's to make a positive impact on others. And I thought, what's the best way to do that? So I thought, well, why don't I move into business coaching? So I became a certified scaling up coach. And I thought, well, I always remember that journey I took to Scottsdale and the thoughts going back to Scotland, sitting in my dark, rainy room in Scotland and thinking, I, I need to, what do I need to do to level up my life? So now I felt as though I had the opportunity by you know, selling my business and, and thought, well, what's the best way to do this? And I thought, well, why not coach other people to be able to level up their life? whether it be in business or whether it be personally. So I set upon that journey um, three years ago. So now I go into people around the, the States. I have some clients in in Europe. And it, it gives me nothing better pleasure from seeing them level up in, in their life. I'll give you one, one quick example. Um, um, there's a business owner I know locally who's you know he's probably doing nearly 30 million in, in revenue in his business and he was ready to to pack it in because he felt as though he was just dealing working in the weeds uh, working tremendously long hours not working with not, not spending much time with his wife or family and just super depressed and just not enjoying life at all and after working with him for you know six months we we found uh, a COO who came in and helped take over the business. There was a lot of shadowing for six months. And he's now in a place where he's now able, you know, he's got this business running well, really profitably. And he's now spending a lot more time with his family. He's going on a lot more vacations. And he's just in a lot better place. And that, that, that makes me feel good. Wow. 
it, what, why did you, how, why did you know, well, how did you know that you could help him? It, you know, uh, he got to that space where he didn't think he could go any further or he wanted to quit. What gave you the confidence to, you know, take it on and say, I think we could uh, turn things around? I think just, you know, listening to his story and, and there's, there's a lot of things that I saw in, in myself when I was growing my business. And I thought, you know, what, I can share my experiences on, and be able to help him get out of this holy zone. And I could just picture, you know, it's just like with my Ironman races and picturing me going through the finish line. That's a lot of the time what kept me going through those long training rides or during the race itself, I could picture him spending time with his family on the beach for multiple weeks a year. So I just felt me, made me feel good that, okay, and this is what I want to do. These are the steps. We'll, we'll build this roadmap, business owner. So it sounds like, you know, the confidence is like you went to the end. So you pictured him be enjoying life, being on the beach and so forth and living into that picture. Uh, the, you, you've heard of Arnold Schwarzenegger, the, the actor, bodybuilder, yeah, yeah. governor of uh, California. So he had this thing. He said uh, he was asked, you know, um, you know, because I believe he was he's from Austria originally. Yes, correct, and he correct. said and he said that uh, someone asked him, how did he achieve all these great things? And he said it was easy. He didn't know, he didn't speak English well, or none of that. And he just started from scratch. And he was asked a question. He said, it was easy. I got the picture of what I wanted. And then I lived into the picture. And it sounds like you utilize some of that by helping the uh, business person. Very, very true. I just love, I'm definitely a visual person. I mean, even to the extent that what helps me uh, in my house is I, I have a vision board and I actually sit down with my family every December. You know, they'll maybe have a puppy or maybe they have a, a trip somewhere or maybe like down to Disney. So it's all fun stuff, but it, it, we go through the motions because I wanted to get them into the habit of visualizing where they want to go in life. And I do the same for myself. I have my vision board. I have it up in my, my bathroom and I'll check it out two or three times a day. And it's just a reminder of where I'm going in terms of some of my personal, my fitness, my business goals. And it just really keeps me motivated. Even, you know, during days when I have some of those bad days, if I see that vision board, it's just a good reminder for me. Yes, I think what we see, we become. Um, and we just get filled with that picture. And whatever is most dominant in our mind and in our lives, we will become either good or bad. So I definitely believe in that, too, having a picture that we continually see over and over again. So you I mean, you're well accomplished and done so many things. So uh, what was what's the title of your latest book? In my latest book, uh, I've done uh, Rock and Sand. It was my latest book. And then the one I did before that was the Ironman Mindset for Entrepreneurs. And what I try and do with the Ironman Mindset book is to you know, just talk about my journey doing all my Ironman races in terms of roadmap and the discipline and the training plan and visualize where you're going and then apply that into the business front that a lot of people will spend their time you know, 
just going through the day-to-day minutiae business, dealing with complaints or just some of the things going on every day. But, you know, if you visualize where you're going in business, whether it be three years or five years out, and then apply some tasks around getting to that point, just being. So, Robert, what's your one to grow on? What valuable piece of information would you like to leave our audience with? I, I think hiring the right people, finding people that are better than you, that will take your company to the next level. Don't don't be cheap. Don't you know find people that are you know paid less than you or, or don't have as many skills. Find the really great people that can make your company great and take it to the next level. Thank you for listening to The New Mind Creator Podcast with your host, Maurice, The New Mind Creator. This podcast has been sponsored by Abundant Sports and True Serum. Head over to www.mauriceflornoy.com to receive more motivation and insight to help create your new mind.